Holy Spirit, we invite you right now to fill Josh once more with your power, with your goodness, and with your love. And I pray for each of us listening that you would help us to hear the message that you have prepared. Jesus, we want to learn more about you, more about what it means to be your followers. And we pray that you would give Josh exactly the right words, that we would learn more of you and make a change in our city and in our world. Amen. Good afternoon, everyone. It's nice to be here. Um, not been, I feel like I've not been to church for a couple of weeks. Um, but anyway, I'm here today, so that's good. Um, over the past few weeks, um, several people on the leadership team have been speaking about some of the core values that we want to stand on as a church and as, as people of God. Um, today is my turn to speak, which is a privilege, so I thank God for that. Um, the last time I was at church, I believe Cheryl spoke about family. Um, I, didn't, I wasn't here for the previous time, so I can't tell what was spoken about. So does anybody remember what was spoken about, one of the values, apart from family, that you can remind me about? Unity, very good. Is that the only ones that have been so far? There's been more. There's one more. Does anybody remember? Again, I don't think I was there, so I can't remember. <laughs> I know what they are anyway, but anyway, um, that's that. Um, I have a special message this morning, so I'm going to say it, and hopefully I do it well. Um, Lascavo prosimo do segvi. Did I get it right? Very good, very good. Richard, how did I do out of 10? Yes. Ah, oh, great. So what, what I just did, I said welcome to church in Russian. So... Oh, sorry, Ukrainian. <laughs> See, I'm still learning, I'm still learning. Anyway, anyway, just before I get started, I'd, I'd love us to just sing this chorus again from this morning. And um, worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name Jesus you deserve the praise worthy is your name amen okay um yeah so today I'm going to speak on two things which we as a church and as Christians ought to live by but also we want that to be a part of what we identify with at City Church Worcester. Um, so I'm not going to say the two words, and hopefully by the end you'll know what those two words are. So let's, let's get stuck into it. The first scripture I want to read is Psalm 71, verse 5. Um, Psalm 71, verse 5. Bear with me while I find it, please. Yeah, Psalm 71, verse 5. Hold on, I can see some, okay, yeah. I could see 70 and 72, but I couldn't see 71. I promise I'm not nervous. Anyway, Psalm 71 verse five. For you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. I'll read that once more time. Once more rather. For you have been my hope, 
O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. Um, the, word, the word hope oftentimes in today's, today's world is used as something which is a wishful thought or it'll be nice if this happens or maybe this will happen. The word hope itself is mentioned in the Bible quite a few times. Um, and just out of interest, if one or two people can, sh can just quickly shout out what the word hope means to them, just to get an idea. Does anybody want to say? Yeah? Expectation. An expectation of God. Okay, so that was an expectation of good. Perfect, thank you. Anybody else? A certainty. Good, good. All right. So hope is something that we not only hear as a nice word, but based on what God tells us in the Bible, hope is something which fills us with assurance, with confidence, a certainty that God has promised something and we look forward to that. Interestingly enough, Rodney's illustration this morning about us being engaged to God and or to Jesus, to God, and we're going to be met, met with him, united with him one day, is the hope we have to still come day after day to his feet, to come day after day, week after week to church. Even though we, we hear the same scriptures, the same messages with different impacts, the idea is that we have something to look forward to, an assurance that there's a promise. That promise is saying that one day your substance, the substance of your life, the impact of your life, will make a difference in somebody else's. So I want all of you to say to somebody next to you that your faith will be a blessing to somebody one day. Yeah, say that to one another. Your faith will be a blessing to somebody one day. There we go. Today could be that one day. The reason why we need to believe that and walk by that is that every day we go about our daily lives, we need to represent what God has promised, not only to us, but to those in the world. God has promised many things to many of us. And for us, our responsibility, our, our duty is to hold on to that and to stand and wait on that because that hope that God has given us to say Jesus will come back one day, we don't know when, but we have to wait on that. And in that is where our faith comes in, where our hope comes in. Hope, sometimes we can feel like, oh, I'm really hoping this will happen in five weeks' time. And if five weeks comes by and whatever you were hoping for has not happened, your faith or your expectation is diminished. But God is not the kind of person who tells us that we should be disappointed when something he's promised does not come to pass. He's not put a time limit on anything that he's told us about. And it's so important that we, as his people who he's called us to be faithful to him, remember that. That's the first scripture that I, I have for today. The second one I want to read is um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 one that we all know so much about. And that talks about, let me just go to it. Hebrews 11 verse one. Exactly, yes. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to re recite the books of the Bible in my mind so I know where to go to. Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, yeah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse one. Um, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And for us as a church, we want to be defined by certain values, certain things. Family is one of those things. Unity is one of those things. 
Hope is one of those things that we should stand, but we should stand in. We represent hope to our city, to one another. There are many different people here today who have been through a different journey in their Christian walk. Some, some who are young in their faith, some who are older in their faith, some who are not even in the faith yet. But what we represent to each other should not be underestimated. We represent hope to one another because God has poured into each one of us something unique. And the more we are able to bring that out of ourselves, the more we represent hope to each other. Now, the other word I'll be speaking about today, I haven't mentioned yet and I will shortly, is something which out of hope we should then go out into. In the Bible, we hear many times, especially in the New Testament, where people are, are sent out, people are, are blessed or commissioned to do something. Jesus himself gave us the great commission, which we all know about, which he said, go into the world, make disciples, preach the good news. And, and for us, what we really believe when it comes to the Bible and our faith is what this under, underpins. This talks about going into the world, whatever your world is, not wherever, wherever your world is, going into that world and expressing God's love, God's faith, God's hope. And you've been, you've been blessed enough to experience that hope in different ways. Now, what are you going to do about that hope? Are you going to share it with other people? And how are you going to share it with other people? I, for example, I was, I was at a gym earlier this week, um, and the, the logo of this gym, the, well, the name is called Lord's Gym, and underneath it has the words hallelujah. And one interesting thing was, I've never been to a gym which, number one, has anything relative to the, to the Lord or, or the Bible or whatever. One of the posters in the, in, in the wall it was just talking about the names of Christ, um, like counselor, mighty God, everlasting, a whole host of things. So I, I was speaking to the owner and I said to him, oh, by, by any chance is the Lord's gym and all these things, are you a Christian? He said, yes, he is. We got talking about things. And for me, that was a display of somebody who's trying to share hope in his environment, in his world. Now, many people will come through those doors of that gym and this was, this was something that for me, it was like, wow, somebody in their space is able to use the substance of their life to even share such messages that people might not recognize when they go to that gym. But in their interactions with him and that space, they have a chance to experience the hope that Christ brings. I was speaking with him and he even told me about, um, uh, oh, what was it? Yes, he told me about, there's a Bible, which, not a Bible, the the Bible, which is in chronological order, which talks about the events of things, the timeline and context. So anyway, that conversation was happening. The reason why I bring that in is that we, we will experience and encounter different people in our lives who will have been through a journey. And for him, he chose to use his day-to-day -day in this gym as a way of sharing the hope Christ has put in him, but also the hope he wants to inspire other people with. I was blessed by that, by just seeing that experience something that I prayed with him. We shared some kind words and I cheekily asked him for a t-shirt for the gym, which has the logo, the Lord's Gym. So I now have that and hopefully I'll, wa I'll walk around Worcester one day. Oh yes, I should have worn it actually today. I should have. Next time I'm in church, I'm gonna wear it. And, and that t-shirt, somebody else might see it and think, oh, Lord's Gym, hallelujah, where did you get it from? And it's a very small seed, which for me was 
was a blessing to see. So anyway, um, your efforts, like I said at the beginning, your faith one day will be a blessing to somebody. And that is so important for you to hold on to. No matter what ups and downs come in life, your faith and your hope in Christ is so important to other people's. We interact with many different people and it's important that we remember that, that our faith brings so much hope to people in our world. Um, okay, I'm going to read another scripture. Um, Psalm 33, verse 18 to 22. And then I'm going to talk about us as City Church and how these, these attributes, these virtues of the Christian faith will define who we are, who we want to become, and who we, sh we are to our world. So Psalm 33, verse 18 to 22. Sorry, I, I like using the physical Bible still, so otherwise I would have got it up on my phone already. Um, Psalm 33, verse 18. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Now, this is one of David's psalms, and we know that throughout David's time, he had lots of moments where he was depending on God. He was able to wait on God, to try to hear from God, not just for himself, because he was in a position of influence. Now, I look across this room and I see many people of influence. Whether you believe it or not, that's what God says about you, that you are people of influence. And God is calling you to wait in his presence while he fills you with hope, while he fills you with words of wisdom, with, with encouragement, with blessings, with also opportunities to share with other people, whatever it might be. God calls you as those people. And through the scripture, we're, we're hearing about waiting in hope for the Lord. Waiting in hope for the Lord, what does that mean? And how does that apply to us as a church? As we transition as a church in different seasons, it's really important that we, not, we don't forget where our source of hope comes from. And that comes from waiting on God. As we wait on God, he, he's able to draw to us. As he always says, he will always draw near to us, as long as we are willing to do the same. When we wait on God, he's able to then share with us what's on his heart. Because we cannot go out as a church without knowing what's on God's heart for where we are. Now, the words hope and mission... How does that apply to us as a church? Do we feel like we, we can find hope in our church, first of all? Because we don't just come here because it's a tick box exercise. And I challenge all of us to really ask ourselves that question. Why do we keep coming back to church? I mean, we love you to come to church, don't get that wrong. And we want to as well. But why do we keep coming back? What is it that compels us to feel like we need to be amongst one another? Secondly, as a result of that, what are we going to do with the reason why we keep coming back to Christ? What are we going to do with that? And 
we we as a church, as a leadership team, when we think and, and um, discuss around how we are going to lead ourselves, lead the church into where we feel God is calling us to, it's really important that we are able to express not only the feelings or the impressions God puts on our heart, but it's important that we also challenge ourselves to say, look, what is God asking us to do? What is God's heart for this season for our church? Now, the two words, which are mission and hope, we feel like, not we feel, we believe, we believe that God is willing to use any single, any one of us who wants to experience his kingdom. He is more than willing to do that through us. Now, the important thing about those two words, which we want to imbibe, we want to live by as a church, is that we can be doing anything we can. We can be going about our daily lives. And if we don't re remember those two things and what impact it has, not only on us as a church, but also on our city, we can go about our faith, about our church activities, missing the fact that in Christ we have hope because he chose to give us hope through his, his son, Jesus Christ. God chose to give us that hope. If we don't live out that hope in any, anything we do, whether it's serving in a leadership team, whether it's being in a worship team, whether it's coming to church or even speaking to our friends, praying for our friends about it, we miss a, we miss a very, very big, big point, which is that without having impact in our faith, other people can't find that hope. And I asked that question earlier about why do we keep coming back to church? Why do we keep coming back to church? And you can answer that for yourself because at the end of the day, you are, you are loving God because he's loved you. As a church, we are loving God collectively because he's loved us individually. Now that hope is what we, we want to build upon. We want to harness that and spread it out to our, to our city. Now, the next question I want to ask is, as a, as a church, do we see ourselves as people who inspire hope to those around us? Do we see ourselves as people who have a mission out of that hope to encourage people, to serve people? I can look at many things in this church that I can point out and say, yes, these people are living in hope, number one. And number two, these people are serving out of hope because there are many people here who are putting their hands to work, to serve, and to even bless people who don't know about the hope of Christ just yet. And out of that, I want to encourage those of us who are yet to find out what we can do to give hope. If you are sat here today and you don't know how you can give out hope, the hope of the Lord that is, you don't know how you can give hope to those around you, the word of God is saying, draw near to him, wait on him, because as you, as you wait on him, he will give you that hope that you need to want to get closer to him, but also the hope that you need to be able to give to other people around you. Words can often be easily thrown around in, in this day and age, but the Bible talks about faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. And if we are really gonna call ourselves people who are, are united, people who are a family, people who are walking and living in hope, it's important that we live that out and act that out. Now the question I want all of us to leave here with today is, how are we going to live out hope for our city? How are we gonna live out hope for those who don't have any of it? 
And it's not just to get from one point to another in life. It's not just to get through a circumstance in life. It's, it's mainly to make sure that people have the unending hope, which is knowing that day after day, we have a vision that we're working towards, which is knowing that Christ is married to us, is going to be married to us. We are engaged to him and he's promised us that one day he will, he will, he will, he will come and unite himself with us once again. That promise is the biggest promise that we can share to anybody, to ourselves in here, and to the people outside in our city, in our world. I want to read two more scriptures before I, I, I close, and they are about what the presence of hope gives to us as Christians. And those two scriptures are from here. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 to 19. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. That's the first one. And the second one is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. It's very succinct, very to the point. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Now, that boldness is not necessarily to say that you can go and stand on the, um, by Elgar statue in, in the city center and just start shouting or singing or doing whatever it is. That boldness is a boldness that God has given you in your daily life, in your walk of life to be a difference to be somebody who gives hope, to be somebody who, who can walk into a situation, whether it's your own or somebody else's, and walk into it with an assurance, with a confidence that because you know Jesus Christ and because you are in that situation, there will be a difference. Not that there may be a difference, but there will be. And the reason why I wanted to read those two scriptures is that we have a boldness that is given to us because we have a hope in Jesus Christ because we have our faith in Jesus Christ. Now, that boldness is something which will mark you out as somebody who is not only a lover of God, but also somebody who's a person of influence. I said that at the beginning because that's the truth about who you are. You are a person of influence because God has given you boldness. And that boldness is not to say you are the most confident person in the room. For some of us, it will be. For some of us, it will be that we are the best worship leader, or you are the best prayer, or you are the best speaker. For some of us, it means that you are the best listener. The important thing is that your boldness allows you to bring hope to a situation. And so I want to encourage every one of us that in your journey with Christ, remember that his hope fills you with a boldness that no matter what, that boldness is imparted into you because you wait on the Lord and you have hope in him. Um, in, in conclusion, um, there are a few questions that will be put up to discuss in our groups. But in conclusion, 
hope is something that has to be a core of our faith. In, um, uh, I forget which passage it is, but I believe it's Corinthians. Yes, it's 1 Corinthians 13, which, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, which talks about there being faith, hope, and love, and that those three things will always remain. Faith, hope, and love. And it goes on to talk about love being the most important. Love comes out of our hope and our faith. So those three, those three values are things that we cannot go without as Christians. So I want to just encourage us to remember that our hope that we share and give to one another comes out of our faith for God, comes out of our, our love for God as well. As we love one another in our church, as we reflect hope to one another, let's remember that we need to do the same outside. As a church, if we can't give hope to ourselves, we need to really go back to Christ and say, Lord, how can I give hope to my, my brother and sister in, in Christ at church, to my family at church? If we can't do that to ourselves, we need to ask us a serious, ourselves a serious question. And that's not, that's not to talk negatively about ourselves, but we are here to encourage one another in faith, to push one another to, closer towards Christ, because that's why we are people of faith. We've been given hope to really encourage and challenge one another. If we can't challenge each other in the word, then we are not loving each other as, as we need to. So um, hope and mission. Mission is something that comes out of the hope that you have. If you have hope that something will happen, you feel compelled, you feel drawn to doing something. I was encouraged by what was shared two weeks ago, I believe it was, about street pastors, for example, and even things like Home for Good, which also happens in our church. Those things are done out of hope, not out of doing the right thing, but out of hope, because through that, the difficult things that come up in serving, you don't use those things to say, oh, I've had enough, I'm not gonna do it anymore, but you persevere. You continue doing what you're doing because you know what it's gonna bring to others. So mission is something that we feel that as a church is part of our day-to-day -day life. We don't need to explain it or underline it. It's who we are, it's what we do. So as you discuss a few of the questions that will be on the screen um, shortly. Yes. Um, I'll read the second one now because it's not very visible, but if we can have them one by one, please. Oh, they are there. Oh, perfect. So yeah, please, in your, in your groups, let's discuss what, this, what these three questions mean to us, how we can learn from them. And I pray that through my short, um, I hope it was short, through my short, um, short talk, we can all be really challenged to look at what hope means to us, what mission means to us, and how we as a church can continue to grow in how we serve one another, but also how we serve our, our city. So let's discuss these and we'll pray to close after that, I believe. Yeah, okay, God bless you all.